and go home the same way you came. I say tonight that we might as well make up our mind that we're here to make some commitments and some covenants and some life changes in our heart that said, Jesus, when we leave here, we're going to be more than we were when we got here. We're going to serve you more. We're going to worship you more. We're going to love you more. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. What a privilege it is to be before you tonight. Amen. I give honor to the executive council, the youth council, all the ministry that's here tonight. I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There'd be no sense to have peak if the Holy Ghost didn't show up. I'm going to tell you something right now. I feel him from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I feel the Holy God of heaven in this house. Praise God. Let's go to the word of the Lord tonight. Book of Judges chapter number 6. Judges chapter number 6. Beginning at verse number 11. Judges chapter 6 and verse number 11. And there came an angel of the Lord. And sat under an oak which was an Ophrah. That pertained unto Joash the Abizarite. And his son Gideon. Threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. And said unto him the Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. I don't want to get ahead of myself tonight. But I'm going to tell you something. There's some young men and young women in this place. That before you walk out of this place, an angel of God is going to walk up beside you and put his hand on your shoulder. And he's going to speak to you and let you understand and know that you're more than just another number. You're more than just another young person. You are a mighty man and woman. Verse number 13 And Gideon said unto him Oh my Lord If the Lord is with us Why then is all this befallen us And where Be all his miracles Which our fathers told us of Saying did not the Lord Bring us up from Egypt But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon Gideon. And God said to Gideon, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord replied unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites. 
as one man. Gideon said, God, we've got a problem. You got the wrong person. You sent the angel to the wrong spot. It's impossible for me to be able to do what you've called me to do. But I'm going to tell you tonight, if God sends you, it makes all the difference in the world. If you send yourself, you've got something to be worried about. But when God shows up in the middle of a red-hot prayer meeting, when God shows up in the middle of a peak conference, I'm here to tell you tonight, things can be different. I'm here to tell you tonight, when God sends you, uh, He'll go before you and He'll fight the battles for you. If God will help me tonight, I'm going to help some young people understand that God is on your side. If God will help me tonight, I'm going to help you understand who you are and who your Savior is. Jesus, I love you tonight. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I already feel so powerful in this house. I pray you'd anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I bind every devil in hell. I come against every spirit of opposition. I come against every spirit that would try to hinder the word of God from going forth tonight in this house. I pray that God tonight, young people, would be commissioned from this house to be ministers of the gospel. To be soldiers of the cross. I pray that before we leave and the lights go out, that there'd be an eternal change. And an eternal commitment in the hearts of every young person that's come to peak 2011 in Jesus name and everybody said in Jesus name give the Lord one more hand clap of praise God bless you. You may be seated in Jesus' name. For seven years, Israel had been under the yoke of the Midianites. They would plant their crops. And when it was time for the harvest to come, the Midianites and the Amalekites would run their cattle through the fields and totally destroy the harvest of the Israelites. The Bible tells us that Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And it was in this environment, it was in this time of trauma, crisis, and trouble that God sent an angel and began to talk to a young man named Gideon. This young man, no doubt, had come to accept the plight of his people. The Bible tells us that Gideon 
was threshing wheat by the wine press. Just trying to get enough substance to barely get by. I'm going to tell you tonight, it's never the will of God for you to just try to get enough substance to barely survive. But it's the will of God for you to be victorious and powerful and more than conquerors through him that loved us. But Gideon was hiding out. He'd seen the trouble. He'd witnessed the trauma. He'd watched as harvest time after harvest time had come. And the Midianites and the Amalekites would run their cattle through the harvest field and leave the Israelites with nothing left to survive on. And so Gideon said, I, I'm going to at least do my best to thresh enough wheat for my family to get by on. When all of a sudden, in the middle of this crisis situation, in the middle of this time of trouble in Gideon's life, the angel of the Lord found him and put his hand on his shoulder and said, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. I want you to realize tonight that Gideon didn't feel like a mighty man of valor. Gideon's self-esteem was at an all-time low. He didn't feel like he was worthy and to even be called a child of God. He felt as if God had forsaken Israel. He felt as if uh, there was no more hope for them. Uh, he said, there's no miracles. Uh, they're all dried up. Uh, we don't have anything to survive on. Uh, but I'm going to tell you tonight uh, that the moral uh, of the story of Gideon uh, is that God sees something in us uh, that we can't see in ourselves. Uh, and I've come to preach uh, to peak 2011 uh, and tell you young people uh, that God sees something in you uh, that you ain't yet seen in yourself. Uh, but before you leave this place you're going to have an understanding of who you are and the power of God that works inside of you I'm telling you it's time for apostolic Pentecostal young people to get an understanding of who they really are it's time we get a grasp and a grip and understand we're more than just another person. Gideon's problem was that he lacked the belief that God could use him. He, when the angel showed up, Gideon referenced his past. He referenced where he came from. He brought up his financial status. He, he brought up uh, who he was uh, as a reason why uh, that he couldn't do uh, what the Lord was asking him to do. Uh, no doubt Gideon's past mistakes uh, stood as a wall in front of him. Uh, him and a wall uh, standing in the forefront of his mind, uh, preventing him uh, from seeing that God uh, was bigger than his hangups uh, and just Maybe tonight. Matter of fact, not maybe. I'm sure of it. There's some young people here 
that in the bottom of your heart you're saying oh I'd really like to be used of God but there's some things in my yesterday that's preventing me from doing it but I've come to preach to you tonight and tell you I rebuke that lie from the devil I've come to rebuke that foul spirit of hell and I've come to tell you it's time you rise up and understand who you are and understand the power of the world blood of Christ We don't have a problem uh, believing God can do something. Uh, we just got a problem believing He can do it with us. We don't have a problem believing God can anoint this one and God can anoint that one. We just got a problem believing uh, that God can anoint me. So I'm going to tell you something. We live with ourselves 24 hours a day. We don't just see ourselves at church, but we see our insufficiencies and we see our problems Amen. every day that we live. But I've come to tell you tonight that God wants to use you. I've come to preach to you tonight and tell you why don't you rise above that old filthy spirit of hell that said you can't and say with God's help I will. Why don't you rise up and understand that you're a child of God and if God forgave you you need to forgive yourself I might as well preach tonight and tell you when you repented in an altar and you prayed back through the Holy Ghost God forgave you leave it at an altar There's no question in my mind that this generation desires the signs, wonders, and miracles that we've heard of in the days gone by. There's not a doubt in my mind that this group of young people wants to experience a book of Acts outpouring of the Holy Ghost. There is no question that sitting in this building tonight uh, is a group of young people uh, that said, God, uh, I want you to show yourself strong uh, in this youth meeting this week. Uh, but I've come to preach to you and tell you he doesn't just want to show himself strong this week. He wants to show himself strong all the time in your life. I'm going to tell you the problem that we face in our quest to get ourselves shaped up to the place where we believe that God can use us. In the midst of us trying to perfect ourselves, to get to the place where God can actually do the miraculous through us, we miss out. And the opportunities of the here and now. I'm going to tell you tonight that God wants to do some amazing stuff, but He wants to start doing it tonight. He's not interested in starting. 
it in a month or two when you get everything fixed up. He's interested in doing it in the here and now. He's interested in using you tonight. He's interested in oh, he's interested in starting something in you that'll start right now and never end until the trumpet sounds. But you gotta get past that block in your mind that said, I gotta get this fixed and I gotta get that fixed and I've gotta perfect this. I'm telling you, that's what the blood of Calvary is about. When you repent, he forgives you. But in the midst of trying to get everything right, we miss out on the miracle of the moment. I'm going to tell you something about God. God shows up when just the ordinary is taking place. Some of you are waiting to get caught up into the seventh heaven before you do something for God. I come to tell you, you probably never do something for him. Because God's wanting to show up just on an ordinary night. He's wanting to show up right now. And you're waiting to say, well, I got to roll on the floor. And I got to jump and huck and buck. And we got to have a hookah mashuka. I'm going to tell you right now, God wants to start something in you tonight that will last for the rest of your life. But he wants you to grasp the miracle of the moment. He doesn't want you to miss the miracle of the here and now. I'm going to tell you, it was just an ordinary day. Amen. When our young people they went downtown Dayton and started passing out tracks and passing out waters. Just an ordinary day. Wasn't nothing supernatural about it. Wasn't nobody laid out in the spirit when they did it. They just did it because they knew this is what we ought to do. And while they're passing out waters, in downtown Dayton, they came across a young man who had a life full of problems. Preaching about God wanting to do something now. And they handed him a bottle of water and told him where our church was at. And that's all it took for Lucas to come and check us out. I'm happy to say that it's been nearly five years ago, hadn't it, Lucas? Four years ago. And he's still in the church. Matter of fact, he's on the third row tonight. You know what? It was just a miracle of the moment when God got a hold of him and God changed his life. I'll never forget when he came to that tent meeting. He walked in there not knowing what he was getting into. But God got a hold of his life. Let me tell you something. He was a drug addict. He was a drug dealer. As an eight-year-old boy, he watched his dad shoot someone to death. He was ready for a change. This past Sunday morning, he texted me and said, Pastor, I got three van loads of people coming to church today. You know why? Because someone said, I ain't going to wait for an overshadowing of the Spirit to push me and launch me. I've got an obligation and I've got a duty and I'm going to do it now. Woo! This is the theme of peak 2011. It's go. And I say that we make a covenant to God before we leave that we will go.
telling you, uh, it's time. Uh, we stop missing the opportunities. Here now. In the case of Gideon, you talk about trouble, talk about problems. He was working by the wine press. He was doing the mundane. Things weren't real good in his life. Matter of fact, there was trouble everywhere. Gideon, in the midst of the ordinary, God began prodding him to do the extraordinary. In the midst of him threshing wheat by the wine press, he wasn't doing nothing spiritual. But in the midst of that ordinary act, an angel of the Lord showed up and said, you're going to be the one that's going to deliver Israel. What are you saying, Brother Smith? I'm saying some of you have been missing out on what God wants to do because you've missed out on the miracle of the moment. Gideon's threshing wheat. And the Lord begins to prod him to do the extraordinary. I'm going to tell you that Gideon would have been another casualty in Israel if he would not have had an angelic rendezvous that day while he was hiding by the wine press trying to keep enough substance to just survive. There is no telling what would have happened to Israel if there wouldn't have been a moment where there was an angelic rendezvous with Gideon where there was a light that snapped on in his head and said, all right, God, if that's what you want me to do I'm going to step out and do it and I'm going to tell you what I believe in this house I believe in this service tonight uh, that there are angelic forces uh, that are all over this building tonight. Uh, I know they have concerts. Uh, I know they have basketball games. Uh, but tonight this is the house of God. Uh, and all over this coliseum uh, are angelic forces uh, just waiting uh, to hook up with some young people uh, and let you know uh, that the power behind you uh, is greater than the task before you. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Uh, the power of the Holy Ghost uh, behind you uh, is greater than the task uh, that lies before you. Said, well, you don't realize how bad our world is. Oh, yes, I do. I understand that our world is in trouble. I realize that we are facing calamities everywhere that we look. I know that our world is in a mess. I know that there's strains like America has never known. But I've come to tell you in the words of the great British poet, William Wordsworth, that thou shouldest be living in this hour. I've come to tell you tonight, young people, that God 
chose this hour for you and for your generation. I've come to preach to you tonight and tell you that God knew what he was doing. It's not a coincidence that you're here. Thou shouldest be living in this hour. God has designed this day for you. You say you don't know how hard it is. It doesn't matter how hard it is. Because my Bible said, if God be for us, who can be against us? It's time you understand and get a revelation that the power of God is greater. I feel the wind of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight blowing. He's pushing people. He's prodding people saying, come on. Don't miss out on the miracle of the moment. Don't miss out on the miracle of the ordinary. This is your time. This is your youth conference. This is your service. This is your opportunity. It's time for you to commit. It's time for you to go. It's time for you to realize who you are. If you study Jewish history, you'll find that their greatest leaders were born in the worst of times. Their greatest leaders were born when everything was upside down. In the days of the judges, when there was an enemy on every corner, there was danger everywhere that Israel looked. It was in that hour that God raised up Samson and Jephthah and other judges. The tougher it gets, the better opportunity you have to be a Daniel or a Jeremiah. <laughs> the day the better chance you have to rise up and really do something for God because I'm here to tell you the darker the night the brighter the light I'm here to tell you tonight that God wants to do more in 2011 than he's ever done in past recorded history but it's up to the church it's up to young people to get an understanding of who they are and say I'm not just going to sit around and wait for something to knock me off my seat I'm not just going to sit around and wait for something to knock me in the floor but I'm going to rise up and be a conqueror for Jesus. I'm going to rise up and go. Can I tell you tonight, you'd have never heard of a Samson without his Philistine. You'd have never heard of a David without his giant. And brothers and sisters, You'd have never heard of a Daniel without a lion's death. I've come to tell you it was those times of pressure. It was those times of trouble. It was those hours of calamities. That time when Daniel didn't know how much more he could take. God 
was making him what he wanted him to be. Some of you are here tonight and you might not be facing lions and you might not be facing Goliaths. And perhaps you're not facing the Philistine. But you've got stuff that you're having to deal with. But you hear this preacher in the Holy Ghost tonight. What you're dealing with is making you who God wants you to be. Do you feel that tonight? I feel it in this house. I feel the help of God in this place right now. The pressure that some of you are feeling. Uh, the things uh, that some of you have got going on uh, in your homes, uh, at your job, uh, in your youth groups. Uh, you say, I don't know how much more I can take. Uh, I've come to tell you God uh, is raising up a Daniel. Uh, and God is raising up a Gideon and a David. My God, don't, don't get so overcome with the pressure that you throw in the towel. You need to understand that God is using that to make you who he wants you to be. It's in those challenges of the darkest of night that causes us to break forth. The man or the woman of God that he's destined us to become. I believe that this generation, I believe that this group of young people that's here tonight is going to be some of the most anointed, powerful, pure and holy young people that's ever walked on planet earth. I believe that. I hadn't come here to just preach to a group of people I didn't have confidence in. But I've come to preach to you because I believe that in this place tonight, God has select men and women, young people that said, hey, you're going to do something nobody else has done before. I've come to preach to you and tell you that in this service tonight are great young people whose hand of God is on your life. And you might be struggling with some things, but I've come to tell you he puts you in this place for such a time as this. Oh, Esther, I know it was hard, baby, but God rose you up and put you in the palace to deliver his people. You say, I don't see how God can do it. I don't see how God can use me. You need to rebuke that spirit and say, God, here am I. Use me. You've got to come to grips with who you are and who God intends you to be. It was just an ordinary night when a 15-year-old boy sitting in the basement of a congregational church enjoying a youth banquet. All of a sudden, why that man was up there talking I couldn't have told you what he was talking about but I felt something settle over me that night that I've never forgotten it wasn't anything supernatural it wasn't anything it wasn't anything where 
where, 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 where I was caught away in the spirit it was just the ordinary moment and all of a sudden God showed up in the basement of that congregational church and put his hand on me and said boy I'm calling you into the ministry I've come to tell you tonight it's going to be like that for some of you there's an angelic force in this house tonight you say brother Smith you shouldn't call anybody to preach I'm not calling anybody to preach but I'm declaring to you in the Holy Ghost that there are preachers and preachers wives and missionaries and evangelists that are in this house tonight that there's an angelic rendezvous waiting to show up In this room tonight at peak 2011 God has sent me on this first night of conference to let you know who you are he sent me to pull the scales off some eyes of some blinded young people you came here on a bus you came here on a church van you just thought well I'm just going to join the youth group and I'm just going to have a little bit of fun this week. We're going to play some ball. We're going to meet some new folks and, and maybe I'll get some numbers of some girls. Hey, but I've come to tell you that's what you thought. But that's not what God thought. God brought you to this place for such a time as this. God brought you to this house to put his hand on your life. Nothing, nothing, nothing happens by coincidence. I come to preach to young people tonight that you've crawled up in the cave. I've come to preach to young people that have crawled up in the cave of doubt, defeat, self-pity, and unbelief. You've crawled up into the cave of, of I'm not good enough and God could never use me. But you hear me, I've come to tell you, as was told of the prophet Elijah of old, it's time for you to come out of that cave and realize who you are. It's time for you to get out of that cave of unbelief. It's time for you to get out of that cave of self-pity. I don't care what your daddy did. I don't care how bad it is at home. I'm telling you in Jesus' name, it's time you come out of the cave. It's time you realize who you are. I rebuke that old spirit that wants to destroy young people and say you're not good enough. You don't have the right pedigree. Your last name isn't such and such. I couldn't care less what your last name is and neither could Jesus. He's just looking for somebody that would say here I am. Why won't you to use me? I'm ready to go. Would you send me? Uh, 
won't tell you something. You 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 got to get past that. Well, I, I, I'm on this and I'm that. Now you you don't realize where I came from. You don't you don't know who my daddy is, and, and you don't know the mistakes that I've made in my past. Gideon, that's not what is important. What's important is God sees something in you that you haven't noticed in yourself just yet. But He's fixing to let you understand and let you in on a secret that you are a mighty woman and a mighty man of valor. He's coming in the peak tonight to let you know he's got his hand on you. He's got his anointing on you. It's time for you to rise up and get out of that cave of despair. Get out of that cave of defeat. He's called you for such a time as this. Listen to me. The devil doesn't mind you getting a little bit of victory. He don't mind you getting just a little bit of victory at peak. Matter of fact, he expects you to get a little bit of victory at peak. He knows that when you walked into this building, you was going to get a little touch of something from God. He don't mind you getting a little bit of victory just as long as you stay down here. But he don't want you to get the high place. When David showed up and met with all the leaders of Israel and they were wanting to unite the kingdom, he had his capital city at Hebron and, and, and he realized uh, if we're going to unite Judah and we're going to unite Israel, uh, we're going to have to get a, 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 a neutral location. Uh, and the neutral location that he picked was Jerusalem or Jebus. Uh, and it was inhabited by the Jebusites. Uh, and it was really uh, an impenetrable force. Uh, it was a place uh, that was surrounded by valleys uh, on three sides. Uh, there was really no way uh, that they could be conquered. Uh, matter of fact, uh, in all the history, uh, I don't believe they'd ever been conquered. Uh, it was a high place and the Jebusites looked down at David and said the blind could drive you off the halt could drive you off and I've come to tell you tonight that's what the devil been trying to tell you or you can stay and get victory down there but you ain't never getting up here you can stay and shout down there but you ain't never getting up here but you hear me I've come to preach to you tonight and tell you in peak 2011 you've got to get the victory of the high place said you gotta get the victory of the high place uh, your mind uh, is that high standing fortress uh, that the devil's had control of uh, and said I know uh, I know what you've done I know where you've been uh, ain't no way you can do anything but I've come to preach on this first night of pink it's not enough to have a little shallow shout on Wednesday You've got to conquer the high place. You've got to get the victory in your mind. I feel the Holy Ghost settling in this house right now. You gotta get the victory in the mind. You gotta get the victory up in that high tower where the devil knows as long as I got this, I can bring him right back down to planet earth. As long as I control his mind, I can get to him in the middle of the night after he leaves a red hot peak meeting. I can get to him when everybody's asleep as long as I got this right here. But I've come to tell you in this service tonight, you need to link up with some young men and some young women and make up your mind. We go into the top. 
We're going to the top. We're going to the top. We're not going to settle for a little low down shallow victory. We're going to take the high place back. We're going to take the mindset back. We're going to take this right here back. I'm preaching to young people. You want to do something for God. But your mind has stood in the way. Your mind has hindered you from becoming the person that God wants you to be. Every time you take three steps forward, your mind knocks you five steps back. Every time you get a little bit of victory, your mind kicks in and says, but you know, ain't nobody else knows, but you know. And I'm going to tell you. You got to climb up on that. You, 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 when David overcame that and he got to the high place, he had to go through the sewer pipes. He had to go through the water lines. He had to get down and get dirty. He had to get amongst the stench and the stink. But there was something inside of him that said, I'll never be satisfied as long as there's something above me. I'll never be victorious as long as there's something over me. I've got to get the high place. I've got to get the high place. I've got to get the high place and get the high place he did. Come on, young people. It's time you make that commitment to God. I'm not settling for a little shallow victory. I'm not settling for a little shallow shout. But I'm going up. If I got to get dirty, I'll get dirty. If I got to get stinky, I'll get stinky. But I'm going up to take the high place back. No wonder Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then they went on, Paul went on, verse number five, and said, Casting down imaginations. That's this right here. That's what's been holding some of you back. Casting down imaginations and every thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God said you can and your imagination says you can't. But I've come to tell you we're going to cast that down tonight. I said we're going to cast that old spirit down tonight. It's a high thing that's exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought To the obedience of Christ. Hey, I feel it in this place. Come on, young people. I ain't got where I was going, but I got where I need to be. As some of you, you're battling some things in your mind tonight that God wants to set you free of. But you're going to have to climb up to that high place. You can't be satisfied with a little stammering lip and tongue tonight. You've got to pray till you pray all the way through. You can't be satisfied with a little juke and jive tonight. You've got to pray until you break all the way through. You've got to get the high place. 
In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that lying spirit of hell. I rebuke that foul spirit that said, no, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. I rebuke that lying spirit of hell. Come on, rise up, rise up, climb to that high place, tear down that in your head, casting down imagination. Come on, I don't care what it's telling you, cast it down, stomp it under your feet, get total and complete victory. You can't have total victory if you got something hanging over your head. You've got to bring it down. Gideon had to understand I might be poor I might not have much I might be the least in my father's house but if God's on my side come on climb up climb up climb up there get it out of there pull it down cast it down plead the blood of Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus over every young person's mind tonight call on the name of Jesus I rebuke that lying spirit of hell I come against you in Jesus name these people right here these young people here are some of the most powerful young people that's ever graced the planet earth and they're getting their direction and they're getting their answers answered questions answered they're getting they're getting what they need tonight they're climbing up getting some things taken care of that have hindered them from a long time back come on get up there get dirty if you got to it don't matter what you gotta do you gotta get to the high place because that high thing is standing between you and your destiny Come on. Come on. All over this building. All over this building. There shouldn't be anybody not praying. You ought to be praying. You ought to be casting stuff down. You ought to be taking authority and dominion. God, uh, you don't know where uh, who I am. Uh, yes, he does. Uh, that's why he's called you. Uh, there's something in you uh, you hadn't seen just yet. Uh, but God's already got it there. Uh, God placed it there in the beginning. Uh, and he's waiting for it uh, to break forth in your life. Come on, don't miss out on it. Don't miss out on it. Don't miss out on it. This is your time. Don't miss out on the opportunity of the here and now. Right now. Right now, tonight. (laughs) Woo! In your life tonight. There's a miracle taking place. There's deliverance taking place. There's victory taking place. 
Come on, young youth pastors. Would you come and help us pray? We got young people all over the front. That's got to have some breakthroughs. They got to have some answers. They got to get some direction. They got to cast down imaginations. They got to get to the high place. Can I get you to help me, young youth pastors? And pastors, would you work the crowd? Would you get out there?